Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Parenting Tools podcast with me, Jordan. And me, Jason. This is the podcast where two Parenting Tools talk about all the good things and all the bad things about being parents. The hilarious chaos and whatever the tagline is. I can't believe I don't know it now. Episode 8 and I'm still struggling for the tagline that we say every single time. You contributed to 50% of it as well. <laughs> I'd get it if it was something I'd written and said, remember this. <laughs> the bit you struggle with is your bit. <laughs> what is it? Relentless beauty and hilarious, hilarious chaos. chaos. This is it. This is the hilarious chaos. That's a brilliant. We're living it. I'm happy with that. <laughs> oh, go on then. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> So Jason, episode eight, and you are currently camping. Am I? As this comes out, we've yes. recorded it before you went, but you are currently camping. Yeah, so whenever you're listening to this, just whatever situation you're going through, just remember I'm potentially in a wet tent with a toddler and my wife. Yeah. But potentially that hasn't slept much. Yeah. Trying to look after a group of teenagers. Jeez. So I'm not sure what could be worse than that. I mean, no. Many things that could be worse than that. Not too many. How many? How many teenagers you got? Uh, me personally, uh, no. <laughs> that was that was a real like set me up for the dad joke there. <laughs> there's, hanging fruit. There's eleven of us in total, including Emily and Noah. So quick maths. Yep. Nine. Eight. <laughs> we didn't say it was good quick maths, but. It was quick. And are you responsible for all? I am respon. I am the chief responsibility person. <laughs> Does that exist? Don't know, no. It? If something goes wrong, I'm to blame. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I'm, to be honest, I think looking after teenagers is easier than looking after a group of toddlers. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So I'm. You don't have to feed teenagers. Well, I mean, you still have to give them food, but yeah. you don't have to <laughs> open up. They Here comes to- the plane. <laughs> Get away from me, you weirdo. <laughs> so, Jason, we've had some uh, catch-up comments. We've had people catching up on previous episodes. Ah, okay. I wonder where have, you're going there. That have got, up, got in touch with us. So, this Amazing. has come from Amber in Northern Ireland. 
Ooh. Global. Global. <laughs> still it's international. The, still in the UK, but global. <laughs> you have to fly there. Can you drive there? You can get a ferry there. <laughs> you get a ferry to France. <laughs> that works. So Amber has uh, recently given birth to her second child. Well done. Amber. And she, yeah, well done to you, Amber. Yeah. And um, she mentioned to me about having sensory videos on YouTube and yes. then the adverts kicking in. Uh, okay, yes. Chaos. Absolute chaos. So she said this. Um, they're the best thing for calming an unsettled baby. Music is a mix of calm and some jolly stuff. But the ads, some jolly stuff. <laughs> some jolly Sounds stuff. like she's swearing in the most <laughs> friendly manner. Some jolly stuff. It's a mix of calm and jolly stuff. But the ads come on and the sensory stuff soon leaves the screen and the baby goes nuts again. I, I want to know what type of videos that she's watching because there's there's a plethora mm. on YouTube. There's, uh, not trying to plug names, but there's like a Baby Einstein one, like based on colours. You've not come across this? No. Oh, there's, there's dancing vegetables. But I completely relate. Is this something that you... Is this a method that you adopted? Did you use this in the early days? I have done. Um, and then the adverts come on and it's like, Daddy, it's gone off. It's just like, goodness me. So one of the things that we've done to combat this is uh, we've taken the plunge and gone for the YouTube premium subscription. Gone for it. If you want to sponsor us, you know where we are. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> but it basically We're gets going of- after the big fish. <laughs> We're eight episodes in. It gets rid of all the ads. Honestly, it's amazing. And have you seen the thing that you can do on your phone where it's like um, you, you can press a triple tap a button and none of the phone is usable. So it's called guided access. And uh, essentially what happens is that if you triple tap the off button, uh, it locks the screen. And like the only way to unlock it is to triple tap the off button again and type in your pin code. Otherwise, everything stays on, but you can't change anything. So that yeah. coupled with YouTube Premium, put a video on, make sure it's like an hour long, and you're Useful. set. An hour long. <laughs> Sit there, don't move. Yeah, have it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and does it work? Yeah, I mean, good success rate. It, it is, but I mean, uh, I don't know what your children's attention spans like with with anything. But uh, Noah is like five minutes, and then mm. she wants something else, that's which is what, good. That's why I don't mind putting TV on too yeah. much. I'm, I'm I'm glad it's that way around and not she's just yeah. glued to it and yeah yeah just that's it. I mean, we'd get more sleep that way. <laughs> but I, I like that she you know she just yeah. wants to find other stuff to do. It's like yeah, time. wants to go outside. And then Amber <laughs> went one step further. She said, also, you asked in episode two about tastes. Ah, yes. And taste changing. In pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. And does it stay the same or does it revert or whatever? Amber said, I absolutely hated olives before oh, pregnancy. Loved them during and still love them. Oh, not sure about that. I'm not keen on olives. And do you know what? If pregnancy is going to make me like them, I don't want to get pregnant. I-, I would like to know that if you get pregnant again, does it change still? Does it revert? <laughs> <laughs> Or do you double down? Is that it's now all you eat? <laughs> That's a very salty existence. <laughs> but now I'm not. I'm not keen on olives. But yeah, hated them. Absolutely hated them. I directly quote, and now loves them. So thank you, Amber, for your comment. And if you want to send us a comment, question, story, you can do at Parents and Tools Pod on TikTok and Instagram. And you can also email us at Parents and Tools Pod at gmail dot com. So you had some advice come in on TikTok. We did, we yes. Did. So talking about getting Noah from cot to bed. Yeah. We had a message from, a comment, sorry, from the Nerd Kings. Yes. Saying, prepping, take her to B&M 
specifically B&M. <laughs> I love B&M. Get her to pick out her next bed in and pillows and build it up and say, next week you are going into your bed. Honestly, that is such such great advice because anytime we have to convince Noah to do something, she has to be a part of it. If, if she feels like she's contributed to it, she should, she'll do it. Like mm. when we're trying to get her into more vegetables, making her think that she was chopping up the vegetables. Like, I didn't give her a chef's knife. <laughs> I came up with some grated carrots. She just hit it a few times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now she'll, just, she'll eat it. Making them feel involved. Yeah, that's yeah, that really feels... good advice. Well, when we moved house um, at the beginning of the year, we asked Luca what kind of bedroom he would want, and he said he wanted a space bedroom or a buzz yes. bed because Buzz Lightyear is number one oh, at the minute. Um, and it worked really well. We got him space bedding and little rockets for around the room. And yeah, the transition from old bedroom to new bedroom was really smooth. <laughs> Oh, so there's this thing that happened recently that as soon as it happened, I thought this would be great for the pod. Pod content. Now, I know this subject I talk about doesn't usually get a lot of positive vibes. I know what you're going to say. Soft plays. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's another bashing of soft plays. <laughs> but at the same time, Noah loves a soft play. It's a, She has a great time on it. It's good fun. Uh, I actually feel, I've, I think I love soft plays actually going on them as an adult pretending that I'm just doing it for Noah. I like doing it myself. <laughs> I wish I had just adult versions. Do you want daddy to come on? <laughs> no. What? But this particular time, we walked in, and it's like, it's got a restaurant, a cafe, a cafe, mm. um, and you go through like these sealed doors so the kids can't escape. Brilliant. <laughs> but as soon as I walked through those doors, just the smell of feet mm. and cheese. Not, not children's feet, adults' feet. Adults, cheesy feet. It's dank. So much so that uh, it, it disturbed me eating my food. Really? It added a taste to my sandwich, to my chicken sandwich that had no cheese in it. It just tasted a cheese. I felt like I had a layer of cheese in there. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't the only person that recognised it either. There were others there. The first thing they said as soon as they walked in the room is, it smells like cheese. They must have had someone that <laughs> day. <laughs> just one person who just yeah. absolutely reeked. But... Th- the thing is, I don't know if you've encountered this. There was this one lady, and if she happens to be listening to the podcast, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Shame on you, lady. <laughs> no, they're, they're like, there's overprotective parents at the soft play. Like, they put the seating out in a way where you can see the soft play, you can see what's going on from any angle. Mm. And this one lady dragged the chair from one end of the room, put it right in front of the soft play, and just sat there having a cup of tea. It's like just blocking your view. Not just blocking your view, just like just she felt like a bit nervous. I can understand like being nervous to leave yeah, your yeah. child, but it was just one of those little eye roll moments of I caught M's eye contact and it was like, oh, what's going on here? So she's just moving a hot drink closer to the children. <laughs> but it's that thing of like one thing that I struggle with is trying to like being overprotective, mm. like silly things from like no like getting down a curb. I'm like really quick to like, like trying to hold her hands, but then. Also reminding myself, if I keep doing that, she's never going to do it by herself. Yeah. And it's like, I can understand the tension, but also I like laughing at somebody else when... <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I'm too far the other way. And ah, I remember okay. one of my like early shameful parenting moments where I thought, you're a terrible dad, oh, no. was letting Luca fall. Because babies fall all the yeah. time, don't they? Like onto their <clears> bum <throat> when they're standing up. And he fell, but he fell back and he hit his head. So he didn't just stop at the bum. And I thought, I just watched him do that. I just thought he's going to fall on his bum. That's what kids do. 
but he fell back and hit his head and I just thought why why didn't you stop him but yeah they See, do that that's, the, that's one of those things that, like you can't it's, it's the fine balance isn't it of like trying to create where you can just like fall over to get back up and it's mm. alright where you see it, and I've seen it where, like, if a kid falls over, they immediately look for the, the parents and just burst into tears. Yeah. Like, I've tried really hard not to try and create that. Yeah. Because I remember we t- we took Noah to a, like, an outside nursery. I can't remember what it's called. Like, literally all day they just spent outside in the oh, forest. like a, a forestry forest school. school. There, there you go. Is. Ding. <laughs> Turn points to Gryffindor. Um, but one of the things that they were saying um, was just like watching your kids from a distance and then not rushing too soon because mm. like it really helps them just build up character and like independence yeah. and that, like that's always stuck with me and it's like yeah sometimes I won't like I feel like I should have been there to catch her when she's hurt herself but actually it's you're like, not always going to be there not always going to be there got to learn to fall why do we fall Master Bruce <laughs> My name is Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre. No, it's not. <laughs> oh goodness me! Not only did you butcher the impression, <laughs> you butchered the line. <laughs> so, Jason, this week you messaged me. Yeah. Saying that you Ooh. played the card. You played the pineapple card. Oh, yes, I did. I had to play the pineapple card. For those of you who don't know what the pineapple card is, uh, me and my wife have a two-tiered system. Uh, The first is we're just being dramatic, but then we have the pineapple tier. Now, when we play the pineapple card, that is DEFCON, whatever it is. Code red. Code red. Like, the other person just takes the kids, just looks after them because you have, like, hit the wall. Like, you're exhausted. Maybe you've, uh, you've got it coming out of both ends. <laughs> like, you're ill. The so like this, Yeah, the, the Derricks. <laughs> yes. So this is, like, worst case scenario. And uh, I was just, like, feeling... It sounds really pathetic. Just feeling really fatigued. Mm. Like, it hurt, to, <laughs> it hurt to hold my arms up. Like, yeah, it was really was odd. It, was it COVID? It might have been. So I spoke to a number of people who have had it, but I haven't had contact with them. Mm. So it could be COVID. It could just be a different virus coming around. It could be, I've oh, just been a wimp. Um, but like literally, I spent like two, two days in bed and just like completely exhausted. And uh, mm. just shout out to Em, like absolute hero. Uh, did all the parenting, just not, not, no complaining. Was, wasn't uh, wasn't calling me dramatic, which I was dramatic. <laughs> I don't know what you're like when you're ill, but when I'm like, and I'm like, oh no, I'm dying. Like, I need a drink, even though my throat doesn't hurt. I, I don't know. Drink. I don't know what I'm like when I'm ill. I'm I'm grumpy when I'm ill. I don't like being ill. I think oh. that's my problem. I'm just annoyed that I'm ill. Do you know what I mean? And then I moan that I'm ill, and then the moaning is more annoying than me being ill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If that makes sense. But you feeling all right now? Feeling great now. Yeah, not contagious. Yeah. No, not contagious. I hope not. <laughs> hope not too. I'll be feeling run down tomorrow, struggling to move my arms. But there's the, there's a thing that happens when uh, like when you're ill and you've got kids, is like you've got like a rest card. And so like I could hear there were moments where I could hear M like struggling, yeah. and like it could really do with a hand of just a helping hand of parenting, just to give her a little break. But at the same time, I was really ill. Yeah. And like, there's a little thing that was going on in my head of, I, I could do with helping and then I'll be completely wiped out and it won't, won't help anyone. But if I do help, then it's almost like I lose 
the rest card that I've got. Yeah, you lose your free pass. Yeah, because it becomes, oh, you're well enough to help now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you can do other things. Yeah, so it's like, am I well enough to help? <laughs> or do I just take a little bit more time to recover? And then do you make yourself feel worse by helping? Yeah. And, but at the same time, whatever you do, you're going to feel terrible because you're either going to make yourself feel worse or, in my case, just feel really guilty for mm. not helping. Yeah. Um, and like, Em had it all under control. It was all fine. But it's like the guilt of not helping out and like being around just yeah. all the stuff at home. Because it was a Saturday as well. Oof. Like, everyone's got a day off and it's just like, oh, I can't help. Yeah. However, I did f- like nearly fall asleep at the soft play that we were mentioning because <laughs> I was just so tired busy room and I'm not <laughs> that doesn't happen usually I was going to say they are quiet and comfortable to be fair but it was so loud and I was like I could tell I was ill because I was just like completely zoned out and was yeah. like oh, I need to get out of here wiped so, out yeah but that thing of feeling guilty for not helping but also yeah. having to recover yeah I, this is where my respect levels for single parents oh my word go through the roof because like you said I am I'm, I'm just dramatic when I'm ill and yeah. like but with single parents, you don't have a choice. No. You just have to crack on. Yeah. When you're ill, when, even when you've just got like a basic cold and you've got the kids knocking about and you've got to deal with them and you've got, you've got to look after them, you, yeah. you can't not for a few days. That's hard when there's two of you. Yeah. When you're a single parent, oh my goodness, the respect I've got for them. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I genuinely don't understand how they do it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Especially if they've not got family nearby. Yeah. Oh. Or like friends they can call upon. Honestly, new levels of respect for, for single parents who crack on when they're ill. So I've got a funny story that's been sent in. Oh, go on. From a chap called Peter. Oh, Peter. And Peter was talking oh, about... Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter was talking about having... Because I've mentioned I've got two kids. Yeah. And he said... And this is how he started it. Having two kids is all well and good until you hear muffled screams from the next room. <laughs> what? And then he went on to say that one day he... Walked into the next room, he could hear his youngest child. So he had two toddlers. Yeah. About, he said they were about 18 months apart. And uh, he could hear muffled screams. So he walked through to the next room. And he caught his oldest putting gaffer tape, or duct tape, either or, over his brother's mouth. So he had two boys, walked in. But he said not only was he putting gaffer tape on his mouth, he'd stuck him to the wall. Oh my word. So he was, he was duct taped to the wall, couldn't move, and then he was just sealing the mouth when Peter walked in and, and caught them. And he said it was one of those moments where you can't laugh. And this is a parenting struggle yeah. that I struggle with. Yeah. When you've got to discipline, you've got to tell them off, but it's just so funny. And he said it was hilarious. Because that sounds hilarious. It does. But also very serious. Also a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But the more dangerous, the more funny it is normally. So, <laughs> if it was other people's kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then he says what the, the most impressive thing was for him was that the youngest, duct taped to the wall, was off the floor. He managed to, <laughs> he said he was a good few inches off oh the floor. Oh my word. Yeah. How did, how the strength that the Honestly, child must have? He said to me, to this day, don't know how he did it. And his kids are now grown up, they're, you know, wow. late 20s. He said, to this day, don't know how he got him off the floor. But I was so impressed and it was so funny. <laughs> was imagine. That, was, was there any aftermath? Was like, like imagine like the burns from the, the peeling off the, the tape. Oh, yeah. Oh. If he didn't have long sleeves on. Oh. <laughs> Especially because little toddler boys run around without a top on a lot. Yeah. 
<laughs> burns across the chest. Oh, but yeah, he was telling me that, and I was in bits listening to this story as it as it came in. So thank you, Peter, for that. That really uh, did make me laugh. That's funny. Also made me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happened to me yet. 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 <laughs> So one of the things that we like to do on the uh, podcast, Jordan, is uh, share what we've called our daddy issues. Our daddy issues. Have you had any daddy Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you know what? Week. I have. Oh, and this on. is something that I need to get off my chest. This is a safe space. It's a safe space. It's just aired between me and you and everyone else who's listening. <laughs> and international listeners in Northern Ireland. So, this week, my little girl, Myla, uh, she's mentioned it a few weeks ago. She's learning to stand. Yes. And she's now, like, moving around, holding on to things. Amazing. But she's attracted to our fireplace. Oh, yes. And she's just going for the fireplace. And it's, she's too young to discipline at the minute. Yeah. She doesn't understand what no means. And the more I say no, and the louder I say no, the more she smiles at me. <laughs> So she goes up to the fireplace. I say, no, Myla. And she's just grabbing the... We've not got a proper fireplace. It's not a real fire. But there are coals on there. It's like a gas fireplace with coals. Yeah. We've got the same thing. And the coals are like pea-sized. They're not big coals. So you just get everywhere. And the edging of the fireplace is white. The carpet is cream. Oh, no. And it's just a mess. And she just beelines for this fireplace and it's a really nice looking fireplace and we've had to take the stuff off oh, no. the decorative logs the yeah. decorative coals we've had to take it off you resorted to that yeah no. it's just it's just a no-go and the other day <laughs> i just remembered this <laughs> the other day i was sat down i just sat down she goes to the fireplace i said to luca luca can you just get her away from the fireplace he's two years old <laughs> he rugby tackled her he absolutely nailed her. Just like, bang. They were both a good few feet away from the fireplace. It's the what you said. He was effective. I'll give him that. He was efficient. It was a clean strike. And she was fine. They were both fine. But I couldn't really go, whoa, yeah. calm down or like anything like that. I was like, good he's boy. Taking, he's taking the matter seriously. <laughs> yeah. And he realised that there was time was of the essence. That's brilliant. He understood the mission. Speak of the devil. Come here. You got garlic bread? Yeah. Oh, wow. You got garlic bread? Yeah. You say, hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> What's in the golden number? Yeah, that's the timer. 
Have you got to the place yet where, uh, like, you've walked in and there's like soot around her mouth? Not quite. Not quite. So today we've had, she's had filthy hands. Yeah. We've had to just yeah. quickly stop her from touching anything. Uh, but today, and this was the last straw, she had two rocks or like little <laughs> stones, decorative stones, and she had one in each hand, and they were about to both go in the mouth at the same time. And then you rugby tackled her. Yeah, just absolutely <laughs> nailed her. It was like one of those slow motion. I'm like running across the room like, no. And then I said to Leon, we need to get rid of these because <sighs> so I can't this, be dealing with This it. is my, my confession. Usher, don't copyright me. <laughs> um, I caught Noah with a, having a little nibble of a coal. <laughs> a real coal? No, of the same, the same like fake, Carl still leaves soot everywhere. But they do, don't they? And then, like, I the same slow mo moment. Yeah. But now I just turned her head and was just smiling at me, just mouth full of coal. It's at that moment you make the decision of do I grab the coal or do I grab my phone? <laughs> I didn't want photo evidence of my parenting WhatsApp. <laughs> don't want any evidence of this. So we researched even like getting like those little metal frames you can put over the fireplaces. Mm. And at that point, I thought this is just getting too. Serious, because Noah was old enough where she understood it was wrong. So I just have to face up yeah. to my toddler. <laughs> <laughs> she won. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my daddy issue this week. The fireplace has been a nightmare. So if you've got any uh, daddy issues and you want to let us know, you can message us on Instagram or TikTok at Parenting Tools Pod. We've had some great feedback. Great. Uh, do you remember the one about the fourth trimester? Yeah, I've had. A number of people messaged me saying like how real and how bad of an experience they've had um, of the fourth trimester yeah. and just so getting your daddy issues there's a high possibility that we've encountered it and mummy well. issues and yeah mummy issues that have daddy issues so gender neutral issues <laughs> gender neutral issues <laughs> but still called daddy issues <laughs> so mine mine this week is probably a bit more of a deep bit yeah so uh yeah it's got me thinking this week I, and i don't know what it is maybe I think since becoming a dad, I think I've just become a lot more sensitive, like to what I listen to, what I watch. Yeah, like, more aware. Yeah, like if something's too violent on TV, I just I can't cope as much as I used to. Like my taste has changed. Is that with nowhere in the room or without both? Both, both, both. And I think like if it's too much swearing or so, I just like my threshold has completely changed since becoming a dad. Yeah. And but what I've noticed is now like watching kids movies. That sounds really pathetic. We're watching kids' movies with Noah or reading books where I'm going, oh, this is pretty dark. <laughs> like, think about some of the Disney films that you yeah. watch. Like, Tangled starts with a child being kidnapped. It does. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm not sure if I want to watch this. Yeah, a lot of witches and curses in early Wh Disney, wasn't there? Like, I, I remember being petrified of the witch out of Snow White. My wife has got a fear of the Snow White Witch. Yeah, honestly, like, scarred me for life. <laughs> like, I vividly remember the apple from the witch. And, like, still scars me till this day. Got a fear of apples? No, no, just the witch. From... <laughs> but, like, how many, like, films and stuff that we watched have actually got, like, quite mature, scary themes? Mm. And, like, I don't know whether it's... I'm now just, like, over-analyzing everything... So like every night before bedtime, we read a book with Noah. We take it in turns or sometimes read it together. And uh, we've been reading Noah, Noah's Ark. Okay, yeah. And it's like, I had, so I'm a pastor. I teach the Bible for a living. <laughs> I had never considered 
Noah's Ark yeah. being the story of Noah and his family are safe while everybody else drowns. Well, yeah. And it's like, reading that, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to cover this topic. <laughs> but more than that, probably, which makes it a bit deeper, is it's making me question, like, myself on a lot of things. Mm. And, like, it's just got me thinking about how our kids actually make us question not just like our beliefs but like who we are as people in life yeah like i i've changed quite a lot as a result of my daughter like just and it's everything from like work-life balance to what you think is important in life yeah to now also what stuff i want to watch on netflix because of like like, the type of person that i want to be and it's like it's making me question and having to justify who i am as a person because one day she might ask me oh why why are you like this? Why, why is this like this? Yeah. And so I'm now having to go, everything is now going through this system of like, what does this say about me? And do I want to pass this on to my daughter? Yeah. Does that make any sense? It does. It does. And that's, that's something that I've noticed with the radio and songs. Yes. Mate, songs are just filth. They're awesome. Yeah. I'm going to sound like such an old man, <laughs> but like songs on the radio now, I just don't think they're appropriate. Back in for, my day. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no songs about peace and love, man. But like, yeah, there's just I don't want to listen to the radio with my kids in the car. Yeah, because the songs just I, I don't personally feel are appropriate, and that's partly why we started to do the pod. Yeah, podcast we were listening to a lot of bad language, a lot of adult content. You know, some of which is fine for when your kids are not around, but I want to be able to listen to stuff with with the kids. Because like, I appreciate a Pixar movie when they throw in references that adults can understand yeah but they're, they're wholesome yeah they're, they're, they're fun but it's the the point now where it's like actually making me question why i like something as well mm. it's n- not just about my daughter anymore it's like about me which is really odd yeah and i think there's something innate about actually having kids which actually shapes you as a person and i think that's all part of it i think i think it's amazing how that happens but it's also now Everything is now under the microscope of, oh, yeah. oh what, what, what is this about? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that... We talked about the nursery rhymes, didn't we? Yeah. And, like, them being about plague <laughs> and different things. Like, I never thought of that when I was younger. I was reading Jack and the Beanstalk to Luca the other day. And that's, like, Jack chops the beanstalk down <laughs> with yeah. the giant on it. Oh, and Hansel and Gretel. Hansel, oh, mate, Hansel and Gretel is dark. <laughs> I was scared of ovens <laughs> because of that. Do you know I was scared of cannibal witches. <laughs> That's probably, the, that's probably the takeaway. And a rational fear of cannibal witches. Because all the ones I've met are lovely. <laughs> and then that story's ruined it for me. But yeah, they throw her in the oven that she is warming up to eat them or cook them in. Yeah. So she can eat them. Why am I reading my kids that story? <laughs> and it's, it's weird because, again, going back to like the... Don't, don't want to be overprotective about it. Like, don't want to like shield them from everything in the world. Yeah. But also... Before bedtime, I'm not sure some of the stories are appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Better go to sleep, otherwise the witch going to eat you. Yeah. So here's how you defend yourself from a witch. <laughs> make sure there's an oven. Yeah. You just need a prince charming. Oh, make sure you've got one of those spare. <laughs> or Snow White, where the, the grand gets eaten by a wolf. That happens, right? Like Red Riding Hood, where the grand gets eaten by a wolf. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't someone cut the wolf open and get her out at the end? Is that, does that happen? I don't know now I said it. I'm <laughs> not confident it of it, but yeah. I feel like I've seen that somewhere. But yeah, I know what you mean. So, obviously Noah's name is Noah. Yes. And that story is probably going to be 
something that she's very much aware of. Yeah. We'll probably have to explain to people at some point. How did you feel then, like you said, as a reverend, Yeah. as a church leader, reading that story and thinking, hang on a second, I don't think that a Bible story might not be appropriate, if that's what you did think. Yeah, so it's, and just to clarify, so Noah's name is based off another person in the Bible. There's actually a woman in the Bible. Most people don't know about her. Um, so it's not like we just named her after the, the old man with a grey beard. You might not know her. <laughs> <laughs> was, sorry, it was there. It was there. I, got, I keep that in my back pocket. That yeah, was keep brilliant. It, keep it in all pockets. <laughs> it's got to be available. In the bum bag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so back to the question. Um, it was one of those things where actually like, so my job is essentially to teach the Bible. Yep. And there, it might be surprising for some people to learn, especially if you've grown up and maybe your parents are Christians or the, the school that you went to had a Christian kind of edge to it. A lot of the Bible probably isn't appropriate for children. Like there's a lot of the content there, which isn't fantastic. There's a lot of wars in there. There's a lot of gruesome stuff in there. Yeah. The overall message sounds lovely. Yeah. But when it gets to the nitty gritty, it's kind of just a reflection of like the world and like yeah. the world's pretty dark and yeah. even Disney goes there. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's it's just more of the what I'm questioning is that when I'm reading those stories like to my daughter is what is that trying to really communicate to her? And like sometimes just because a book's like Christian doesn't mean I'm going to read it because it could just be naff. Um, but it could also be a bad representation of the story. Mm. So I grew up believing stuff because of stories I was told that weren't actually accurate to what I believe now. Yeah, okay. And that gets quite difficult like when you decide to become a Christian and it's like you've got a, a history of, oh, this is what that means. And then you realize, oh, no, that's not what it means. So r really what I found myself asking is, like uh, in my life, I've decided that these things are true and mm. like Bible stories, I believe are true. But now my role as a parent isn't like to ram it down her throat like each night. Um, but it just means that like Noah and Noah's Ark, the, the kids stories don't have little pictures of people just floating in the river. It's, it's not like no. that. So it is lighthearted, but it's more of that question of at some point when she's older, if, if she chooses to believe that that's, the story that she will be believing mm. not the smaller version and i suppose that's why like disney and all that don't cut out all of the kind of dark parts because actually there is an element where that is the story yeah but I probably just won't read it before bed if it's dark <laughs> <laughs> it is like that though isn't it it's like teaching them how to lose yeah like life is about well, it's not about winning and losing, but there's very much winning and losing involved. And you're going to experience some pretty tough losses mm. in life. And a lot of that won't come till you're an adult. Yeah. It's just stuff that we won't have to focus on now. But I've got a real beef with like sports day and the fact that they don't have losers and do winners not? anymore. No. Well, a lot of schools don't. Some, <sighs> some do, some don't. But like they don't have competition. So no one loses. And I think that's a really that's enough. key thing is you need to learn how to lose. Yeah. in life and then I've got the whole thing of when I'm playing a game with Luca do I let him win <laughs> or do I let him learn how to lose <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, my, my, my dad never let me win in sports and it was it was great because then the day that I eventually beat him at something it was like I knew he didn't take it easy yeah I mean as a as a four year old getting smashed in ping pong <laughs> stop dad <laughs> it wasn't that bad but like as soon as I got old enough to play it was like 
it wouldn't just like let me win because like you said that's really important to yeah recognize in life yeah and i suppose it's the same with like bedtime stories aside like th- th- they can be whatever you like nice happy stories like i'm, I'm not going to worry that she's thinking peppa pig's real and that she's lost a unicorn somewhere <laughs> That's a real book that we've got. Is it? Pepper <laughs> yeah. loses a unicorn. Something to do with unicorns. But it's it's definitely making me question, like, as she grows and learns, what stuff am I, like, intentionally teaching her? Like, what do I think to be true and necessary for her to learn? Mm. Um, and that's, that's hard. Like, I, I don't know a lot of it myself. So it's like trying to figure out what you pass on as a parent. So, I mean, I, I'd be interested to hear from the listeners um, if you've encountered like stories or books or films or stuff which you probably think is like a bit too dark for your kids how you've navigated that um, or how you've embraced it embraced it So that but they were all fine when we were kids, right? That's the thing. Like we're we're all right now. Just yeah, now. really scared <laughs> all those years. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's as well because I have recognised I have become overly. Mm. I have become that overly protective parent. I'm just not doing anything about it. It's just those thoughts in my head of I wonder how this is affecting them as they grow. Yeah, which yeah. I suppose is a good thing to think. Maybe that's why we had more nightmares in the nineties. Scooby Doo. Don't know. Don't know. I used to. I used to love Scooby Doo. Terrible nightmares. Really. Consistent. Wouldn't. Wouldn't stop watching it. But absolutely like terrible nightmares. I remember watching Godzilla once on like. VHS, VHS on a video, and uh, from Blockbuster. No, we were, we went to a cheaper alternative. Choices, <laughs> choices, yeah, <laughs> we went to choices, <laughs> and uh, we watched we watched Godzilla, really enjoyed it, and then I had to go downstairs for something. I don't know what it was, and I was probably this was in our first house when we moved here, so I was younger than ten, but I don't know how old I was. Hmm. I was just petrified going down the stairs just of like dinosaurs <laughs> I don't I obviously you know that it's not real and you know that there's not a 200 foot dinosaur that takes a particular dislike into Tokyo <laughs> knocking around your suburb but the kitchen yeah but uh, but yeah I was a bit nervous going downstairs after watching Godzilla it's weird isn't it? it's, it's one of those ones it's like you've got a You've got to embrace some of it, though, haven't you? Like, because you've got to learn for yourself. Like, that's yeah, of not to be afraid of stuff or to be appropriately afraid of some things. And I think that's there's only that's part of learning where you can't do that for your kids. Yeah, um, that's the, that's always going to be a, a tightrope that you got to walk. But yeah, I've definitely noticed that things, especially like I said, radio and songs. I'm just thinking, I don't want my kids to hear this. Oh, so, yeah, some of them. Filth. Fireman Sam. <laughs> So this is something that we could we could really go into for a while, but time is against us. People's commutes aren't that long. I'd, I'd be really interested to hear some of the most bizarre things that people have come across in children's books. Or are now afraid of. Yes. As a result. Yeah. I sounded a bit too keen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you're scared of. <laughs> Amazing. If you, uh, again, if you've got any daddy issues, please send them in. We want to hear them. Uh, to make ourselves feel better about the things that we've just shared. And to help you. 
Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we said it a few times now. If you can drop a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and like the video. That would be really helpful and much appreciated. And Jason, as you're now currently camping, next week we get to hear all about your camping escapades. I was about to say any camping tips, but it'd be far too late. You'll be given them. Well, I'd be like Bear Grylls on the other side of this. <laughs> I'm confidently going to say you won't be. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.